Hi, and welcome to A Little About A Lot. Get ready for some animal talk, because today it's all about evolution. Have you ever thought about how many different kinds of plants and animals there are? Just go for a walk to the park, and you'll see all sorts of different trees and plants, maybe even some animals running around. There are millions and millions of different kinds of plants and animals all over the world. Well, a fancy way of saying that is to say that there are many species of plants and animals. And have you ever noticed how some species are very different from each other? And then sometimes they're pretty similar. Let's take a cat and a dog, for example. They're pretty different from each other, right? But they do have a couple of things in common. like. They both have four legs and a tail, and they both have teeth, things like that. But then, let's think just about dogs, like Labrador Retrievers. There's a bunch of different kinds of Labradors, like there's the Yellow Lab, and the Black Lab, and the Chocolate Lab. They're all a little bit different from each other, but they're very similar, aren't they? They're a lot more like each other than a cat, right? So why are there so many different species of plants and animals? And why are some so different from each other, while others are so similar? Well, to help figure this out, we're going to go back in time. The year is 1831, and we're sailing with a famous scientist named Charles Darwin on a boat called the HMS Beagle. See, Darwin is a naturalist. That means he's a scientist who looks at things in nature, like plants and animals, and he tries to figure things out. Darwin started his trip in England, where he lives, and now we've finally reached the Galapagos Islands. The Galapagos Islands are beautiful and wild, filled with birds and animals of all kinds, and they're very far away from anything else, way out in the Pacific Ocean. Let's follow Darwin as he walks around and looks at all the wildlife. Just be careful not to step in any of the seal poop. Now, the Galapagos Islands are all very similar to each other, and they're all very close together. So you'd think that if you were to go from one island to another, the animals you'd find there would be pretty much the same, right? Wrong! Darwin is looking at a kind of bird called a finch. What he sees is that the finches are different on each island. Sometimes they're bigger, sometimes they're smaller, sometimes they even eat different things. Like on one island, the finches eat seeds. But on another island, the finches eat insects. And here's something pretty cool. Have you heard of the famous giant Galapagos tortoises? They're like huge turtles, bigger than any you've ever seen before. In fact, the word Galapagos actually means tortoise in Spanish. But get this. The people who live on the Galapagos Islands can tell which island a giant tortoise comes from just by looking at it. That's because, just like the finches, the tortoises on each island are different. So, what's going on here? 
Darwin's got a lot of information, but he hasn't quite figured things out yet. It's time for him to sail back to England, where he can do some serious thinking. Back home in England, after studying and thinking, and thinking and studying, Darwin finally gets it. It's one word. Evolution. Here's what Darwin figured out. Animals don't stay the same over long periods of time. Instead, they change, and this is called evolution. But why do animals evolve or change? Well, let's say you're a huge 500-pound bird with tiny feet and little bitty wings. Not only would you look pretty silly, you're not going to be able to move around much, are you? And if you can't move around, you can't find food. And eventually, you become extinct. But because of evolution, as time goes on, fat birds with little wings can change. They evolve. They get smaller, and their wings get bigger. And soon, they can run and fly and catch food and survive. OK, let's take another example. Woodpeckers. A woodpecker's body is totally different than other birds. It has two claws that face backwards, like if you had sharp toes on the back of your feet. These claws help it hold on to the trunk of a tree. And it has a strong, sharp beak that can poke a hole right into the tree trunk. Plus, it has a long tongue that goes into that hole and grabs its lunch. So the woodpecker is perfectly made to find its food. And it's all because of evolution. Another thing that Darwin realized was that some species will adapt or change better than other species will. Remember our 500-pound bird? It didn't adapt very well, and eventually, it became extinct. But remember the woodpecker? It did adapt well, so there are plenty of woodpeckers around. So we've got the idea of evolution figured out. Animals change over time so that they can do what they do best and survive. But how does that change actually happen? It's not like a woodpecker can just go to the doctor and get a bigger nose. Well, it's an important part of evolution, and it's called natural selection. Let's say Elaine and Theodore are two elephants living in Africa, and there's not a lot of water around for them to drink. Theodore is always thirsty and needs to drink a lot of water. But Elaine doesn't need so much water. She's just not a very thirsty elephant. Now, since there's not a lot of water where they live, Elaine has a better chance of surviving. And because she has a better chance of surviving, there's a better chance that she'll make more babies than Theodore. And Elaine's baby will eventually grow up and have her own baby. And parents and their babies are very similar. Just like you probably look and do things a lot like your parents. So, remember how Elaine doesn't get so thirsty? Her baby will be the same way. And guess what? When Elaine's baby has a baby, that new elephant won't get so thirsty either. And soon, after lots of babies, 
you'll end up with a whole bunch of elephants that can live where there's not a lot of water because none of them gets very thirsty. They have all evolved so that they can survive where they live. And that, my friend, is what we call natural selection. And you can thank Charles Darwin for figuring it all out. He helped us understand everything about evolution. It's the slow process of change in plants and animals, even you and me. This is not a tale on a dog or a cat. This is not a tale on a whale or a bat. This is not a tale that shivers when it's cold. This is just a tale untold. Tales Untold.